follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to P.I.'s Declassified, an inside look at the world of private investigators. Your host is Francie Kaler, a noted private investigator. Francie and her guests take you behind the scenes and into the genuine, sometimes gritty business of investigation. You'll hear stories from the trenches with plenty of surprises. Here's your host, Francie Kaler. Good morning. The show today features Miriam, Edish, and Chalmeyer. As the German woman sleuth links to the world. And I'll tell you more about her and about the show in a moment. Uh, but first, a blast from the past question. Ben Harrell, the curator for uh, a PI Museum, looks for historical morsels compatible with each show, topic, or guest. So here's today's question. And um, Miriam doesn't know, my guest doesn't know what this question is, but the question is who was a very early and important PI mentor? For fledgling PI Miriam Edish Enschelmeyer. And I know she knows the answer to this question, but she can't give it until we give it at the end of the show. I will answer this question at the final segment. So I'm going to say a little more, more about Miriam than I usually say about a guest. Besides being an educational show, today is a tribute in a way. Miriam has been working in private investigation for four decades. She graduated from Berlin High School and received her bachelor's with honors and her master's from England's Durham University. She majored in classical Hebrew and Oriental languages and originally taught Latin and German at a London all-girls high school. So then she changed careers and decided to become a private investigator, if you can imagine, uh, with her background, and managed an agency that delved into the backgrounds of individuals and um, backgrounds of companies. And then her, ma- her uh, private investigation work was the basis for her master's thesis, Internet Technologies Relevant to Private Investigators' Working Practices. She's a life member of the World Association of Detectives and of the National Association of Investigative Specialists. She was awarded the first honorary membership of World Association of Professional Investigators for her contribution to the profession. And on top of that, she holds the Council of International Investigators Malcolm Thomas Award for representing ideals and high professional moral standards. I'd like to say that she launched her business when most of us who are in business today, I'm talking about women, most of us women who are PIs in the business today, me included, were still reading the Nancy Drew Mysteries. Of course, she's handled many cases across the globe, assisting people with debt collections, process-serving uh, victims of fraudsters, and started at a time when many 
did not consider women even capable of being self-employed, much less being a private investigator four years ago. The field was considered too dangerous for us women. Clearly recognized as a capable investigator, she received offers of employment from her male colleagues, only to be surprised uh, when they were turned down in lieu of her running her own very successful private investigation agency. Miriam paved the way for us, and she's an inspiration to those of us who have followed in her footsteps. So I would like to welcome Miriam Edish Enchelmeyer. Thank you for being on the show. And I thank you very much. I'm honored and very pleased um, to be on the show. And uh, maybe it is interesting for the American uh, uh, listeners that my paternal grandmother was a born New Yorker. And uh, after her, uh, it is my name. I was named after her. And Miriam is her, your paternal grandmother. Is yeah. that what I'm understanding? Yes, my yeah. my paternal grandmother, uh, Matilda Miriam, yes. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, today, um, as Miriam is well aware, today is our, our virgin launch on Skype. So uh, if you listeners are hearing any difference in the transmission, um, I am told that the transmission on Skype is much better than what we've been using in the past. So I'm excited about this. And, of course, Miriam is coming to us all the way from northern Germany, and I am in, uh, of course, California. So this is uh, the the wonders and miracles of technology. So, Miriam, um, I'm gonna I want to ask you about your background, and because the question for the blast from the past is about your mentor, I just don't want you to mention that person's name until we get to the end of the show. But please tell us how you got started and how you ended up going from teaching in a girls' school to becoming a private investigator? Well, um, my um, place of living was Berlin, where my parents lived also, and uh, I returned from England to Germany. And because of the knowledge of my languages, uh, the, my, my knowledge of languages, I was asked to become a head of um, office in um, um, private investigation and um, I saw that I had to also to pick up the phone in order to see things move and uh, at university you learn to research for information and I saw I, I was successful so I left there and um, then I went part-time in, during day in order to uh, earn my living and in the evenings and uh, late nights, I did start my own private investigator uh, agency. And as soon as I got more work, I worked less uh, part-time, like, um, for instance, as a phonotypist. And uh, mainly my clients are um, colleagues, at least 95%. Worldwide, especially, but uh, from USA, and I love the work. It's exciting. You you really move uh, around the world these days by internet or telephone. I may start in the morning in New Zealand or somewhere in the Pacific and follow the sun 
into um, Iran and then Middle East uh, and then uh, far in, in Near East, then I may get requests from Sweden for South Africa or from uh, Greece to Italy and follow the sun until I finish in Ecuador or California or Canada. And, and I love it. And you're talking about doing this basically through computer and internet access. Um, yes, but uh, also by phone and writing, and also the traditional way of sending documents by snail mail. That's amazing. Do people even do that anymore? <laughs> I'm joking, of course. Uh, <laughs> um, so, Miriam, um, it, it's a puzzle to me, though. You were... Um, you were, your background is in languages. You were teaching language at a girls' school. So how did it come about that you even thought of opening up a private investigation agency? Well, as I said, I stumbled into um, such an agency, and I saw I can it, can do it, and I liked it. And at that time already in 1972, when I started, I knew that you can transfer data and you can uh, go globally. And for me, it was um, transfer data like... Send, I had also some um, experience in export-import uh, from private, uh, uh, previous companies. So I said, my good is not wrapped in paper, but is on paper, I mean typing. But uh, otherwise, I did uh, the same thing. I transferred one good, one information from one place and another from another place. And uh, that was that. And um, as I said, also that searching one learns at, in university. Mm -hmm. So languages, searches, experience and uh, import-export experience and everything I put together and made something new out of it. And so how long did you work for the other private investigation agency managing that agency before you started your own? Um, only a few months. Only a few months. Okay. And um, even though I ask you to not mention the name of the person because I don't want to give away the clue, um, you were mentored by somebody who was already in the business. Is that correct? No. No, no I'm sorry. No. No, 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 I was not mentored. I was mentoring two or three um, colleagues in uh, in the course of time, but I um, learned it by experience. Okay. And do you remember your first case? Um, there was a lot of c cases like, um, um, at the time, Pen M pilots wanted to have American insurance policies or, or insurances and you had to check on them. And since my uh, knowledge of English was very good, I, I got the cases. Um, and then ca case, for instance, um, on a company from Sweden uh, transferred, uh, the information was transferred to South Africa and things like that. Um. There was one one early case where I had to do a so-called workman's compensation case, uh -huh. which means which means uh, checking on an individual whether he's he is really ill 
or is pretending to be ill and, and works. So I had to go to the red um, light region in Frankfurt, Germany, by, by the request of a leading American colleague. And it was <laughs> a brothel. It turned out to be a brothel. And was the person you were seeking in the brothel? No, he, he was really at home. I had also to interview his um, superior. And he, he, the, the subject, as they, as they say it, uh, he was really ill. He was at home. He was really ill. It turned out to be that it was a valid workers' compensation claim. Yes, ma'am. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, that's interesting. So, um, I want, let me back up a second. When, when you started out, now, does Germany have a licensing law? No. They do not Although, even today. Even today, you just have to get a, a license from a um, uh, companies registered, but no uh, a trading license, but not a PI license. So has anything changed in that area since you started out in 1972? Well, of course it changed. Well, I mean, as <laughs> uh, far as of... licensing requirements or anything like that? No, they, they still were, uh, the associations, the German associations still try to get licensing, but uh, it is not yet done. The only thing which you have licensing since a few years is a watchman and security, then there you have licenses, but not on uh, private investigators. Interesting. And, and do you know why there's a resistance to having private investigators licensed there? Uh, not, not the PIs, not uh, the private investigators, but the uh, German authorities. They don't see any reason for it or something. I see. It's the same as in England. They still also try for years. Yes. So, and you think that licensing would be a good thing or not? I don't think so. Uh, you get you have black sheep in any profession, even uh, with lawyers. Excuse me, but exceptions are always to the rule. Mm-hmm. Uh, law- lawyers or politicians or something. I mean, lawyers need also a licensing, and you still have um, people who are black sheep. Um, you have to keep to the ethics, and then you are okay. Right, right. I'm, I'm just thinking that in, unless there is a licensing um, provision, uh, there's no recourse for an individual if there's a problem, though. Isn't that true? I mean, that's usually what happens with lawyers. Is uh, There's a complaint made to, wherever, to whoever they're licensed by. <sighs> Well, you can still uh, get in touch with the uh, Chamber of Commerce. You can get in touch with um, the trading authorities. Mm. You can uh, go, go to court. I see. I, of course, uh, uh, towards uh, the clientele, it's it's something uh, better to to show that uh, one is licensed. But um, deep down in the heart, if if somebody is a thief or um, a wrongdoer, mm-hmm. with, with a license or without a license, it makes no difference, I think. Okay, well, this is a good time to take a break, Miriam. Uh, that is Miriam Edish Enchelmeyer, private investigator.
back in just a few moments. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Need to hire a private investigator? Ask for their professional association affiliations. When an investigator asks Francie Kaler about associations, she says to first join a state trade association. Francie belongs to the California Association of Licensed Investigators, or CALI. It's the largest association of its kind in the world. CALI's main focus is networking, training, and legislative advocacy. If you need a detective in California, contact CALI at cali-pi.org or call 1-800-350-CALI. For a national association, Francie's choice is the National Council of Investigation and Security Services, or NCISS. For over 35 years, the council's primary mission has been to represent its members before the United States Congress and governmental agencies. Find the council at NCISS.org or call 1-800-445-8408. NCISS and Cali are great places to look for a qualified private investigator. Tell them you heard it from Francie on PIs Declassified. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, for the Money Answers Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to P.I.'s Declassified with Francie Kaler. You can call into the program. We'll take questions and comments at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You can also email your question to Francie. Send it to francie at pisdeclassified.com. Now, here's Francie Kaler. Good investigator Miriam Edis. And Schulmeier, and I hope I pronounced this name right, Miriam, uh, has joined us today from northern Germany. Miriam, you were talking about, um, we were just talking about licensing in Germany. We're going to just move on here. And you were telling me about a case that you did, um, an Internet case, 
regarding a uh, situation in China, uh, the Chinese mainland. Could you talk about that a little bit? Because that was an interesting case. Yes, um, I had. I was asked by a colleague in America to find uh, two companies in China, and the only information I had from them was um, the uh, American way of writing and the names, and um, Ch- China mainland, no place, location, nothing. And I had problems in getting um, sources help me in China. They all wanted to have the Chinese lettering. Also, even the international telephone directory said, we can't help you. We need at least location and Chinese lettering. So um, it, this was a pre-debt collection investigation and uh, we had to process to process documents to these companies. Uh, therefore, I thought I do not like to say no for, uh, immediately that I can't do it. I checked several uh, search engines on the internet and put the names. I just uh, did. Uh, I mentioned two names. But the the names have been changed due to confidential reasons. Mm -hmm. China Power Lightning Limited and Chinese Fishing Export Limited. Uh, Checking and checking, I found finally links to the websites of these Chinese companies. Normally, still... Most of the uh, Chinese websites are in Chinese, but luckily enough, this time it was not. Mm-hmm. Um, I finally could find also the legal representatives because only to them one can pay uh, can uh, serve papers. The b- board of management, the line of business, the company's history, and and and. And finally, I found even the names of the American subsidiaries. Now, according to American law, subsidiaries, which are independent in, in contrast to branches, you may serve these subsidiaries documents in United States and you do not have to go through all the hustle to translate uh, papers to get them certified and um, you use <coughs> to cert- certify them and so on and so forth. Thus, by serving the subsidiaries, I could save the client a sizable sum of money and much time because these all this hustle had didn't have to be, mm-hmm. and um, and thus I could uh, bring the case to a successful end. So this is where your research skills really came in handy. This sounded like it sounds like it required a lot of research with little minimal information to begin with. Yeah. Uh, that that is what I learned in university to search for information and uh, 
my motto is, if you have a salesperson, the person must know how to sell. At least 70%, the person must know how to sell. The rest is specific sales needs for, say, uh, a sales girl in a shoe um, company needs other things than uh, <laughs> somebody who sells um, a fridge. They, they must know specific uh, information on the goods they sell. But the main thing is you have to know how to sell. You have to really have the genius how to sell. So the same thing here, you learn at university how to search. When, then you know how to search for information. It makes no difference what kind of search you, you use. Of course, there is, has been a big change when the Internet came about. Because, yeah, so when, because, yeah, sorry. And, and when, Miriam, did you start using the internet for your research? Do you remember what year I, that was? Yes, yes. In August 1995. Interesting. And, te- and t- uh, 10 years later, I had the, my master's in my pocket. Yes. IT master. Um, originally, I did it because an uh, American colleague said, uh, who was also a client, you must write the reports and send us the report by email. Otherwise, we will no longer use you. Well, I did. And it was at that time a, a very high sum of money. But I did it. And um, he, they s- soon left through the re- reorganization. Not on my account of my work, but uh, internally they reorganized. And uh, the one I worked with... Um, had to leave the company. So that might be a surprise to some of our listeners, Miriam, that when you were originally had requested to send documents by email, it cost cost money at that time. Yes. Um, In Germany, it cost um, even just the equipment, uh, the fax, for instance, cost uh, nearly double the the sum where which was cost for the same equipment in the United States. All these things are, all the equipment is much, much higher, much more costly in, in Germany than in the United States. But either you take it or leave it. No? Leave it meaning you stop working. And quite a lot of PIs stopped, closed their shop because it, they didn't want to start uh, Investing so much money, investing, uh, learning new medium and everything else. Interesting, interesting. So, um, uh, what what was I going to say here? (laughs) So, you used your skills uh, on this particular case. It's amazing to me because you said all you knew was the name of the company in the Chinese mainland and and, uh, you were just In English. In English, English. in English, and you were just lucky that they happened to be a subsidiary of a U.S. company. Yeah, but uh, it the one who was really lucky was a client. I mean, otherwise he would have had to to have the paper served uh, in uh, China. Very happy client, I suspect. Yes, and so you mentioned uh, that um, otherwise they would have had to use the Hague Convention. Would yes. you can? Would you explain to our listeners what the Hague Convention is? 
in detail, like uh, you just have to briefly. look at. Yeah, just briefly. Um, a prescription or instructions how to to handle international uh, legal documents. Uh, one which uh, wants to serve it and the one who has to receive it. I see. It's just rules and, of process. Yeah. Uh, Hague is um, the the leading, um, the capital in the Netherlands. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to take another quick break. Uh, Miriam, we're, we'll be back shortly. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Need to hire a private investigator? Ask for their professional association affiliations. When an investigator asks Francie Kaler about associations, she says to first join a state trade association. Francie belongs to the California Association of Licensed Investigators, or CALI. It's the largest association of its kind in the world. CALI's main focus is networking, training, and legislative advocacy. If you need a detective in California, contact CALI at cali-pi.org or call 1-800-350-CALI. For a national association, Francie's choice is the National Council of Investigation and Security Services, or NCISS. For over 35 years, the council's primary mission has been to represent its members before the United States Congress and governmental agencies. Find the council at NCISS.org or call 1-800-445-8408. NCISS and Cali are great places to look for a qualified private investigator. Tell them you heard it from Francie on PIs Declassified. IRB Search is simply the best online data provider for locating people, businesses, and assets. IRB Search gives you strength in numbers. With one click, you can access billions of records. Even with partial information on your subject, IRB Search instantly returns current and past addresses, phone numbers, and more. Call IRB Search today at 1-800-447-2112 to sign up. Mention PIs Declassified and you'll receive a two-week trial of 100 free searches to get started. Call 1-800-447-2112 to find out why IRB Search is simply the best. Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio, because shift happens. News, opinion, your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to P.I.'s Declassified with Francie Kaler. You can call into the program. We'll take questions and comments at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You can also email your question to Francie. Send it to F-R-A-N-C-I-E 
at PISdeclassified.com. Now, here's Francie Kaler. My guest is a woman who has been a private investigator for four decades and is here to talk about her career. Miriam, um, would you talk a little bit about what it has meant um, as a woman investigator, um, what you have um, what you have accomplished that you feel that you had better skills maybe than your male counterparts? And, and this is a compound question here. And uh, maybe some uh, advice or instructions you could give to women who are listening that are either now currently private investigators or would like to become one. You can, as a private investigator, as a female, you have sometimes uh, the edge onto your male counterparts uh, because males often cannot say no to ladies. Okay. okay. (laughs) All right. uh, And um, I had a, once I had to interview a dentist and he, he gave me information. He said, why shouldn't I give it to you, to a lady? Um, But um, of course, the life of a, P- a, G- a female PI is much more, more difficult. Um, a lot of colleagues do not look at them as um, equals. Even I had a, one experience of a colleague, a, a female colleague. For three years, I didn't um, state that I am a woman. I only worked with my initials. And until then, we became very nice friends. So I divulged my identity. And suddenly, the way of handling my cases was very bad for for some months. But now we are very good friends. We are now working, have been working for nearly four decades together. Um, and, the, and you're saying this was another woman. It was another woman, but mainly men. They don't. Uh, if I ask for also compete for a case, most of the time I won't get it because I'm a woman. But um, as a woman, you are not as conspicuous as a male. Of course, you must be careful in places where to go if a, uh, a woman should be careful at any time. But you again, you have an edge to your, uh, um, compared to your uh, male PIs, because you are a woman. You may, get, you may go even as a pair with another colleague, male colleague, and, um, who, who will, would think that you are uh, PIs. No? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Would, once, people would yes. think you're a couple instead, yes, is what you're yes. saying, yes. I once made a surveillance and uh, he, the target, the person I was uh, following, he saw me, but I had two big uh, bags with food, so he didn't think I'm following him. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's very good. So, and you find too that, because um, what you're saying is um, people, often male or female, will talk more freely to a woman than they would to a man. Yes, in certain cases, not always, but in certain cases. 
if if you behave like a nice woman and are polite, then you have at times you have a, a chance to get more information. All right, all right. And so, um, what uh, what advice would you give to someone, a woman who is thinking about becoming a private investigator? Don't take no for an answer. Very good. (laughs) That's great. Can you expand on that? Yeah. um, As in other fields of activities, women have to work more, have to work harder to keep their position um, where a male not only gets more money, but uh, may work less a woman has to work at least a third extra. Um, you must be ready to work after hours and uh, late at night and early in the morning, but you will lo- love the work. <clears throat> and um, again, you must be happy with less money like in other professions, but you get really satisfaction with the in, in this profession and if you are uh, d- working internationally and i think there is a future for pis if you do work internationally you get so uh, in touch with so many interesting people uh with using the internet with much less money um, and this is very a rewarding business mm-hmm. and unfortunately uh you're right women um do have to work very hard to achieve, even in this day, 2011. Yes, Don't you, you find are that right. true? Yes, it's uh, it's true. Even in the United States, when I when I wanted to, I, I got several jobs, as you mentioned before, and I said, no, sorry, I want to be, uh, stay um, self-employed. What? Uh, they looked at me with big eyes and it could, just couldn't understand why I don't take I don't take up the the job they offered me, but um, uh, wanted to stay self-employed. And I can't imagine what kind of money they were offering you at that point in time either. <laughs> if no, you ever even got to that point in talking about it, no, we, exactly. We didn't get to that point. Yeah, but uh, I know what it, I mean. I know that it, to start out working as an employee. Um, in, at least in, in California, I can only speak for California, to start out working as an employee in California uh, to get your 6,000 hours requirement, which is what our licensing requirement is here, um, you, have, you have to start out at a very low wage. Um, unfortunately, that's true. And because, you know, even if you have skills like you had, um, they still have to be proven. It's a new career, so you're starting over from scratch. That is often in any kind of profession. Right. But, but the main thing is, and that's what I want to say, I love this profession. It really gives me a good satisfaction and, uh, as I say, international friendships. But um, it is so important to have a profession, and you are very lucky if you have a profession uh, where which you like, because a lot of people must earn their money with a profession they don't like, but they have to 
So there are only few people who are really lucky to have a profession they love. That's true. Miriam, I like to switch gears a little bit because you have a new project that most people don't know about that I know you're excited about, and that's your 10-unit senior apartment building uh, that you have built, developed, and uh, implemented. And please talk about that. Yes, um, a house in the center of the place where I live um, from 1750 had to be renewed. Uh, rebuilt and re- inside uh, and um, it was originally a farmer's house a wine house but I changed it into updated four t- ten apartments ready for uh, people who are uh, age- agile but a senior or somebody disabled Mm-hmm. With all, of, with all, of course, and the latest um, um, accommodations and uh, built-in um, kitchen and so on, and it is regarded with, at the highest level as a model project. And, and people, high-level pe- high, high people, come and see it, and other people who want to build also for them or for a group. And, and a building for their a- old age, they come to me to see it. And so you're saying the building was originally built in uh, 1750? One building was built in 1750, and, and I had to, I wanted to build another building uh, with five um, apartments, I mean, a total of 10 apartments. And I had to, to do it as a twin, you know, a Siamese twin, to match it with the, with the, with the other old building. And um, the original building, did you maintain the exterior, uh, exterior. as it was? Yes, I had to. Okay, because it's, it's a historical building. Yes, the conservation uh, authorities uh, had had provided that I have to do this and this and this and this, uh-huh. but most, but mostly what they wanted, um, I did not do. But uh, they agreed what I wanted. I had to fight quite a lot. For instance, the color and the the tiles and uh, the building inside. Mm-hmm. But um, I had to fight for it. But I think I. Uh, <laughs> they thought a, a older lady. I'm not the very the youngest anymore. <laughs> uh, they can do, they can do what they like, but um, they they had to agree with me. And now they consider it. The leaders in your community consider it a model project. Yeah, not only the readers, uh, uh, but also the Ministry of Finances in in my state. In Germany, we ha- you have it's a union of states, and yeah. mine is Rhein- Rhineland-Pfalz or the Palatinate in in English, and where there are many, uh, still many Americans uh, stationed, but um, originally there were much more. For instance, Rammstein is the leading airport for the American forces outside USA. 
And um, Miriam, is your building completely occupied at this point, or are you still looking for um, people? Uh, it, it was until uh, the end of July. One is now uh, again empty because the lady who lived there, she moved up the professional ladder. And is this, is this cooperative housing? I mean, is there common areas and that kind of thing? There is a common, ha- a common room, a big one, even with television and a, uh, a terrace where you can sunbathing. But somehow people stay to themselves. Oh, I but see. But they, they have uh, their nephews or their sons or daughters, uh, people who, uh, who look after them. But uh, somehow they do not com- communicate um, so much with, the, with, with each other. I see. Okay. Well, this is a good point, place for a break. Uh, stay tuned. More from our German PI friend in a moment and answer to the blast from the past question. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Need to hire a private investigator? Ask for their professional association affiliations. When an investigator asks Francie Kaler about associations, she says to first join a state trade association. Francie belongs to the California Association of Licensed Investigators, or CALI. It's the largest association of its kind in the world. CALI's main focus is networking, training, and legislative advocacy. If you need a detective in California, contact CALI at cali-pi.org or call 1-800-350-CALI. For a national association, Francie's choice is the National Council of Investigation and Security Services, or NCISS. For over 35 years, the council's primary mission has been to represent its members before the United States Congress and governmental agencies. Find the council at NCISS.org or call 1-800-445-8408. NCISS and Cali are great places to look for a qualified private investigator. Tell them you heard it from Francie on PIs Declassified. Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and founder of Rock and Roll Public Relations who wants to share her PR experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to the Stars of PR with Cindy R. every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on News Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. What would you do if you knew that you could not fail? The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile is a radio forum for some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Dr. Pat brings together and introduces visionary scientists and futurists, environmentalists, educators, business leaders, inventors, filmmakers, authors, artists, mystics, and healers who inspire and support individual and collective growth and positive cultural shifts. This award-winning radio show empowers the listening community to be the change they want to see in the world. Tune in every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific for the Dr. Pat show with Dr. Pat Basile, radio to thrive by. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! 
If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Holistic living is nutrition for not just your body, but your mind and your soul. Holistic nutrition goes far beyond the foods that we eat or the supplements that we take. Discover natural means to heal your body and regain your innate healing powers. That's Holistic Living with Tina Marie Jones on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Tune in for your weekly dose of good holistic living. You're listening to P.I.'s Declassified with Francie Kaler. You can call into the program. We'll take questions and comments at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You can also email your question to Francie. Send it to francie at pisdeclassified.com. Now, here's Francie Kaler. The answer to our blast in the past history moment and more conversation with our uh, German woman sleuth from, um, with links to the world, Miriam Edish Enschelmeyer. So who is a very early and important PI mentor? And this is why I asked the question about mentor. So we got a little, um, little miscommunication there. But the question was, who is a very early and important PI mentor for Fred, the fledgling PI Miriam? And I have um, a note from Ben Harrell, the curator of PI Museum, and he says, It is with great satisfaction that I'm able to offer the following for use on PIs Declassified. Although the format is a departure from the past, I feel it is appropriate given to who your guest is. Miriam Edish Enschelmeyer has long symbolized for me the capacity to share PI knowledge. Her donation of personal documents to PI Museum back in early 2004 gives us a clear insight into a mentor, a man whose many acts of kindness and support continue guiding Miriam today. So the answer to that question is Mr. David Almog from Israel. He's now deceased. He's the former president of the World Association of Detectives. And in Miriam's own words, the answer she shared with PI Museum when she sent documents uh, in March 2004, it says, Dear Ben, it was very nice talking to you in close Please find letters by Mr. David Almog, Israel, deceased, former president of WAD Emeritus, to a PI fledgling, i.e., the undersigned giving her tips and also recommending her to a big, um, whoops, I just lost my thing here, to a big potential, later main clients in the USA, such as Equifax. His advice and help were, of course, great value to me. I could twice express my gratitude to him personally visiting him in Israel. There are seldom PIs who do not think of themselves too big to educate newcomers or are afraid that the latter would take away a piece of the business cake. Part of this is still prevailing at um, gratitude is to donate these letters to the PI Museum so they will be available to a greater number of PIs and signed, of course, Miriam's name. So I share Ben's thoughts when he says PI Museum would like to thank Miriam for having her having been considerate enough to share. 
In so doing, she honors our profession around the world, David Almog and Miriam. Uh, Miriam's own body of investigation services to thousands and appreciate uh, and appreciative clients she has benefited. So I just say, David and Miriam, Miriam, you are surely among the best of the best of our private investigators and by serving as role models for those who benefit from your wisdom and continue to inspire the rest of us. Thank you, Miriam. And I thank you very much, and it was a great pleasure and even more a greater honor to be on this uh, show and to uh, say hello to America. And I know you had no idea what I was presenting today, so <laughs> um, as for our listeners, um, only Miriam knew that we were going to be talking about her cases, and she had no idea this is also going to be a tribute to her four decades of work. So, do you have any last comments, uh, Miriam, for our listeners? Um, that just never say no to something. Just try, continue. And if something is doesn't work, there are one says there are many w- ways to your home. Take another ven- avenue, and you will get where you want to. And I guess that goes the other way from based on what you said today. Not only never say no to something, but never let anybody tell you no either. Because <laughs> I don't think you've, you've ever let anybody tell you no. Mm. Yes. <laughs> or accepted it. I should say maybe they, maybe they told you no, but you didn't accept it. Mm. Yeah. Of course, I mean, you, you cannot be 100% successful. This, this is impossible. But this... Um, not giving up immediately, you can be better than the average. And there's always, I guess, a way. If you can't solve a problem one way, there's always another way to attack the problem. Exactly. And that's that's really what makes a good researcher and a good investigator. Yeah, correct. Okay. Now, one thing that you have to address in private investigation in Europe that we don't have here is the European privacy, European Union, European privacy. Can you just address that just for a second? Yeah, Uh, that is a very big uh, factor which impedes the private investigators. Uh, You Americans started with uh, with the Data Protection Act and um, the Europeans, especially the German ones, became more popular than the Pope. We do not have the Right of Information Act yet. Partly, officially, yes, but uh, mostly the sources even hide even more behind the Data Protection Act because they do not want to do something wrong or they are just lazy to give the information. But I... Use the picture of imagine a circle. You Americans uh, cover one half of the circle. We in Europe cover the other half, meaning another way of doing things, of course, legally. And we meet in the middle to serve the client. And that is it's really impeding very much the uh, Data Protection Act. Okay. All right. Now, 
Um, just real quickly, I almost forgot because we're closing. Um, in, would you give the website where people can contact you if they are interested in you, one of your uh, units at your, um, at your I, project? I think due to the time uh, restriction, I would say get in touch with Fancy uh, through PI, PI's um, program, and she will give it on to me. Sorry. Yes. That's okay. Contact me, Francie, at PISDeclassified.com, and I will certainly refer you on. Next week, Investigator Carol Moore from the 11 Law Group, Pensacola, Florida, will be joining me to talk about the landmark environmental verdict against the DuPont Company. Tune in again next week as we declassify more real stories from real investigators. It's PIs Declassified. I'm Francie Kaler. Thanks for listening. Thank you. You've been listening to P.I.'s Declassified with your host, Francie Kaler. Tune in every Thursday at noon Eastern Time. That's 9 a.m. for you West Coast listeners. P.I.'s Declassified explores stories of deceit, mystery, and detectives unraveling the truth. Every Thursday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, here on the Voice America Variety Channel.